Yo, what's up? This is Charles Clark, and welcome to the Thrive Tribe Podcast, a podcast where you hear unfiltered success stories of everyday people who crush failure and discover their inner champion. We're going to start a new series. It's Success Consciousness, how we can get the greater reward in life. I hope this series awakens you to the habits that you need to start building in your life to create the new reality that you want to live. Thrive Tribe, I have a Margot Brisky on the show today. Margot, welcome to the show. Hi, hi, hi. Thank you so much. I am excited and honored to connect with you. I'm super excited for our conversation. Yeah, now. me too. Me too. Thank this is going to be so good. And Thrive Tribe, you know what I'm going to tell you. If you got a pen, paper, you know, your phone, notebook, whatever it is, you want to take notes because this is going to be some golden nuggets on here. Oh, get ready, y'all. Get ready, yeah. get ready. <laughs> so, Margo, let the Thrive Tribe know a little bit about who you are and your Thrive goal for the next 90 days. Absolutely. Hey, family. Hey, family. Um, I am A. Margo Brisky, founder of Elder for You, visionary of the Woman in Action Conference that's headquartered and based in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I am a identity development and resilience specialist. And what I focus on is being a professional accountability partner. And so what that really means is I show people how to show up for themselves and I lead them to take purposeful action in their professional and personal lives. So I know that's a huge mouthful, but to let you know what my Thrive goal is for the next 90 days, I'll be honest with you, we are actually 46 days away from our annual conference. So that's the top goal is making sure to see that come to fruition. Um, for sure, we're, right, I, we did some tallying with the team the other day and we're representing 20 different organizations across the nation, not just locally. Um, a few, I think about were four or five different countries represented. And so mm -hmm. it's really just bringing that vision together. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, because it'll be after, the 90 days will go after, I'll definitely say staying in touch with those who show up from mm -hmm. the conference, bro. Like I have to be honest with you, yeah. we're looking to have 250 entrepreneurs, corporate leaders and formerly incarcerated women to come out. Wow. And so just making sure that we're cultivating um, and healthy uh, tribe and, and community with those women who who end up investing into themselves. So that's yeah. what I really have to say is 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 really being able to cultivate that those relationships with the individuals who come to say to to be able to sustain that. Yeah, so it's not just like a one time thing. Right, then... right. You come once a year. You gave us your money. We're checked out. <laughs> Thanks so much. We're going now. Next week, you're going to see us with the team on a you know sipping sipping mojitos. No, yeah. we're we're going to be we're going to be right back to work for 2020 mm. week after. Right, it's wow. that conversation. Yeah. That's good. So That's absolutely. Good. Yeah. So you use the term showing up for yourself. Yes. What does that statement mean <sighs> to you? It is exactly what it, it what it, what we say um, when we say show up for yourself. It's really getting in alignment with who you've been called to be. If you're a believer, it's the person who God has called you to be, purpose, mm -hmm. um, uh, or you know the ordained destiny, whatever that conversation looks like to you. But then yeah. if you're not a believer, it's still really identifying what are some goals that you set for yourself. What drives you? What actually ruffles your feathers? That's connected to your passion, to your purpose. Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking about showing up for yourself, it's really overcoming the adversity that you may have faced during childhood or at a particular season of your life and really saying, I don't have to be defined by my situations and circumstances any longer, yeah. but yeah. what does that look like for me to actually rise to the occasion to figure out what it is that I'm called to do? 
who it is that I'm called to be, regardless, regardless of whether anybody's in my corner, I'm still going to do what I need to do. Yeah. And that's a tough thing to do. Oh, man, it is. It is because so many of us are honestly codependent or dependent on other people being there. So if somebody's not clapping or cheering for us, we don't feel like we're doing what we need to do. We're not really we're not we're not all necessarily willing to to get in the mud and and, and do the grunt work, if you will, mm-hmm. if we don't have an audience. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. So what was it like for you to show up for yourself? Oh, goodness, you're taking me back. I will have to say, um, you take me back to my 23 City Tour. So I'll be brief, but the, the 23 City Tour, the vision was 23 and 23 by 23. I believe I was called to, to journey to empower 23 women in 23 different cities by my 23rd birthday. Mm-hmm. And of course, I, that means I'm 22, right? So I had this big old vision, 22 year old chick with like, okay, you're gonna do this. You're gonna go to 23 different cities. Yep, let's get it. And people started asking, well, who are your sponsors? I'm like, what's a sponsor? <laughs> you know, well, where, how are you gonna get to these cities? And I'm like, oh, uh, drive, uh, wait a minute. And so just this whole thing. And so all these questions that were coming to me and I said, no, 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 no I'm gonna do it. And yeah. I woke up in the middle of it and I said, oh my goodness, I, in my mind, I was thinking 23 states. I said, there's more than 23 cities in Phoenix or in Arizona alone. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, I got this. I'm from yeah. Washington State. I, I have, we already have a community in, in, in Cali, both uh, San Diego and LA. And I just started adding, adding, adding all these teams. And before you knew it, I had all 23 cities laid out. I said, okay, mm-hmm. let's get it. And then we get to April 2nd and that's for day one of the tour. And every, you know, there's people who register, people who are telling me to come, people who actually paid for the tickets. Mm-hmm. And no one showed up, bro. Not mm-hmm. one person. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, okay, it's 10:30. I said it starts at 10:30. What what do I do? I got this video camera. I got the seats. And I I, I got to start. Yeah. And that was the first time I actually showed up for myself, bro. Because what I did is I went to the back of the room. I pressed record. I had my little phone, uh, my iPhone. So I played my little theme song, uh, my intro song, walking up to the front. As I was walking up to the front, I, I was turning the volume down on the side of my phone. I threw it right behind the centerpiece. And I'm like, greetings, everybody. Hey, Marco Brisky, thank you so much for coming and joining me today. And I just mm-hmm. delivered the presentation at the, as if the room were full, wow. as if we were sold out. Yeah. And we got to about probably like f- 45 minutes in one person walks in the room and mm. they're just shocked they mm. throw i said oh great we do have a volunteer she throws herself down and and i said okay i'm gonna explain to you one more time the directions i'm explaining it to her for the first time but yeah. she's finally in the video frame yeah <laughs> and so i'm explaining to her like hey you know here's the activity do you got it please don't make me explain it for a fourth time she's mm-hmm. like yeah i got it cool and we delivered it and you know she gave me tons of feedback she was like i told when i was walking up i felt so bad i thought the room was full and i walk in and no one's here marco what's up and i said this is what i'm called to do i know for me i was called to show up and Mm -hmm. everybody else is called to show up too but i have to show up regardless of who's in the room and the following week we were sold out with 31 people wow yeah thrive tribe are you i mean this brings tears to my eyes marco just that just to think about like the significance of just showing up like nobody's nobody's there nobody's there but i'm still gonna do it come on i literally have chills right now like thinking about it yeah that that's so real i mean how many times have it has it been at that moment in your life where nobody showed up and you gave up 
Come on. But what about you? What about you doing it for you? You doing it for your breakthrough. You doing it for the change that you need to see in yourself and the change that you need to see in the world. We can never get caught up in to this idea that we need a, a certain amount of people there, you know, to, to make this event special. Right. But what makes it special is the calling that's on you. And you being able to answer that. I agree. A hundred, a hundred percent. I agree. And you have to, you, regardless of the situation and circumstance, you have to be willing to show up for you and your show up may be different than my show up. Yeah. But you have to be willing to show up sometimes, honestly, without the expectation of reciprocity, meaning getting something in return, Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. not everybody can give what you're able to give or give at the level you're able to give. What was like a moment for you? Well, a moment for your audience. Can you tell me a story where they had their show up moment? Oh, goodness. Um, I will have to say my one of my team members, Lakeisha Scott, I love that young lady to death. Um, she came on board as a member of my pro, one of my programs I had a collegiate program a couple years back. And she came on board. She was like uh, her aunt wanted me to pretty much look out for her because she was coming from Cali out to Phoenix. And so I said, yeah, sure, you know, send her to the program. So she started coming within months. She said, I want to I want to be part of leadership. And I said, oh, oh OK, mm-hmm. cool. So mm-hmm. we gave her a role, leadership position. And uh, one day we're doing a workshop in 20, uh, 2017. It had it been December 2017 because it was prep for uh, 28, no, November. We do all of our uh, events for the new year in November. And mm-hmm. uh, to honestly, to be ahead of the curve. But yeah. so she shows up and, and she's, we're doing the workshop. And I think we were asked, we were doing a, like a mind mapping exercise, throwing out the, the actual vision we have for our lives. Who's there, who's not there, what have you. And I said, you know, who wants to share this? And she, I see her at the back of the hand, uh, back of the room, raising her hand. I'm like, what's she raising her hand for? She's she's working. What's she doing? <laughs> she's I said, but go clock. ahead, go ahead. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm like, what are, what are you doing? Go ahead. And she goes, she starts reading through her thing, and at the end, she goes, I want to be so boldly. I want to be vice president of Discover Her Worldwide, and Discover Her Worldwide is our nonprofit. Mm. And I was sitting there, and I, I'm it's it's I'm very rarely am I at loss for words. But I, my tears actually filled my eyes on that moment because I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, this young lady hasn't been connected more than a year and a half with our company, with our program. And she wants to be the VP. Does she even know what that means? Mm. And and she's not, at the time, I think she was 18, 19 years old. She was like, my my ultimate goal is to be vice president and discover her worldwide. Margaret, you taught me so much. And she starts going in. I said, wait, 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 we're not doing testimonials yet. I love you. And, and, And let's flesh that out. And so since that day, we're now three years later and she's killing it. She's rocking it. Wow. That's awesome. And, you know, we're, of course, going to be grooming her to be VP eventually. But I'm like, no, you live. VP is taxing. You live. Be be a teenager. Be a a college student. You know, she's going into her senior year this year. But this young lady, she was shaking and shivering, standing behind podiums to where I challenged. I said, no more podiums. You you, I'm not going to I'm not going to I do not authorize you to have a podium when you speak. Mm. And that is how she came into her boldness that's how she came into her trueness because the reality of it is she's also a poet and so i said tap into that tap into k flowers when you're speaking yeah and that's how she was able to show up for them for herself wow and i say that for my team because our team what happens with our team transcends into the lives of the people that we pour into yeah i'm i'm just getting a lot of chills right now just thinking about how when you start to live intentionally 
what begins to happen in your life and in people's lives. And it's such a beautiful thing when we do that. So I want to ask you, how has failure brought you to thriving as a resilient specialist? Failure propels us to success. I was waiting for that question. Yeah. Failure prepares us to success. So I'm going to answer this in a uh, uh, question with a question, which I no- don't normally do. But mm-hmm. I, I always ask my my group, whenever I do the trainings, whenever I do the workshops, I always ask the audience, or, and it naturally comes up, which is beautiful. And so it's always organic when it happens. But I ask the audience, I say, are you more afraid of failure or are you more afraid of success? And we flesh it out. We go around the room and we talk about it. Because I'll be honest with you, bro, for years, my fear was never failure. My fear was success. Mm-hmm. And so my failure was rooted in my fear of success yeah. because I would self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. I would have these amazing and, and intricate opportunities and I wouldn't have something that I needed to have. Where one example was I had an engagement out in Taiwan and it was going to be paying me $5,000. Mm, $5, and I didn't have my I, I didn't have my passport, and so I was like, man, I, I won't have my passport in three weeks. I can't go, <laughs> and so I I just missed the opportunity. I didn't look I didn't look in, in, into anything. I just I just I was like, man, I won't have my passport in three weeks mm-hmm. because everything that I heard is it takes six weeks to get your passport. So I didn't like I said I didn't even look into it. A year later, a year later, I ended up getting an opportunity to go and do a presentation in Dubai. And so I have all my stuff together. I'm like, I'm not missing this one. Nope, not again. So I have all my stuff together. But right before Dubai, I had a trip. I had an engagement out in New York. And so I get to New York. I have my bag for New York. And then I have my extra bag for uh, for Dubai. And as I'm getting situated, I'm like, Lord, where's my passport? Mm. No, 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 no. We're not going to go through this. Where, where's my passport? I call my mom. I said, mom, go to my house. Tear my room. I don't care. Find my passport. She couldn't find it. And I'm like, no, 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 this is not going to happen. And so I'm calling the passport people. I'm like, yo, I need a passport. Literally in 48 hours, I, I, it's Monday. I leave for on Wednesday. I need, I need to get to, do, I need to get to Dubai. Can't happen again. And so they're like, okay, well, you know, you can always do a walk-in, but walk-ins aren't guaranteed. Um, the, I'm in, I'm in Brooklyn. Okay. I'm in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, um, we, we have an appointment for you. Um, you just have to get to Massachusetts. I'm like, did you not hear me say I'm from out of town and I'm in Brooklyn? What do you mean get to Massachusetts? They were like, I'm sorry, that's miss. That's the only appointment that we can get you. You can try and come in and come and get your, um, to try and, try and do a walk-in. Yeah. Well, I'll save you. I'll spare you. We got the passport, but yeah. it was literally on Tuesday, probably at, we got, to, we got it at closing on Tuesday because I couldn't get up there in time. Mm. And we were just waiting pretty much the whole day. So got the passport, got to Dubai. But what's crazy is that story alone is they gave me an emergency passport in 24 hours. Yeah. I didn't even think, right? Let me take you back to the Taiwan experience. I didn't even look it up to Mm. see if there were a way for me to get an emergency passport. Mm -hmm. So you see how I tie it to get tie it all together is Mm -hmm. that fear of success. It was self-sabotage. I didn't even do the work. I didn't even do the research. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't even able to be successful, which led to the failure or the missed opportunity. Yeah. But now of course it all happens for a reason because I needed that. But again, it's these small things that we miss the opportunities that we miss that can lead to what we think are failures or the no's, which are new opportunities or next opportunities. That's good. That's good. 
So, Thrive Tribe, are you getting this right here? What is getting in your way? Is it fear of success or is it fear of failure? Which one? And I guess also, like, what do you need to do to get over that hump? Absolutely. I love it. Thank you for taking us there. Tangible action steps. What tangible action steps do we need to take to really get out of our own way, whether it's our minds or whether it's to stop or to 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 alleviate the 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 self sabotage and for me i i guess i'm a little bit biased but it's it's our it's the method that we go through it's a method that we've been going through the, for the last several years that mm -hmm. we've been refining to to paint a, a vivid picture and we call it the pivot process four simple steps so if you're if you haven't written anything down i definitely it challenge you to write this down and, and see how it applies to your life family but it's called the pivot process and I'll go through the steps briefly. Um, phase one or step one is visualization. Step two, phase two is willingness. Phase three, accountability. And phase four is distinctiveness. So that's the pivot process. Visualization, how do we see ourselves outside of our current situation? And I really do that work. How do I see myself? What do I need to do? What does it look like? What, how, what does the vision look like together? Who's, who do I think is around me? Right. I may not have the entire vision because there's going to be other people connected to the vision. But mm -hmm. how big can I cast out vision? Yeah. And then I put that together. Visualization. Yeah. Step two, willingness. What am I willing to do differently about my situation? Accountability. How can I hold myself to a higher standard? But then the second part is how can I allow other people to see my messiness to, to help hold me to that higher standard and call me out when I'm not in alignment? Yeah. So that, that accountability is really pivotal because it requires that two parts. How many, and, how many times people don't want to be held accountable? Oh my goodness, right? We <laughs> don't want to tell people where we are on the journey. We don't want to, yeah. you know, we don't want to talk about the struggle. We don't want to do those things. Mm -hmm. We want but to it's look all, a certain way. Yeah, but it's all part of the process, right? Because how are we really holding ourselves accountable if there's not anybody else to see where we are to help track us and yeah. help us measure our success? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so then we go into that fourth phase, which is distinctiveness, understanding that we are distinctively set apart from every other person in this world. Yeah. What does that mean? Right. So it's going around and, and, and being unapologetic and standing in our truth and understanding that we have been called for exactly what it is that we're trying to do. It doesn't matter where people talk about, oh, this industry is oversaturated. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. How are you going to rise above and, and really be known for what it is that you do in your industry? Mm -hmm. Right. Because I was a coach for a period of time and I was like, and eh, it's not it's not really it. I was a speaker for a period of time and I was like, and eh, not really it. Mm -hmm. And after that, I was like, man, I keep changing what I do. Is anybody really going to follow me? Uh, yes, because now you're getting specific. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Identity and development and resilience specialists. How many of those do you know? I don't know anybody. Okay, great. <laughs> it, right, I don't. Right, so by even saying that alone, and and keep saying that over and over, whenever you need assistance, or so you meet someone who needs assistance with with identity, and it's not even they may not even be able to say those words. I need help with ident development, developing my identity. You can mm -hmm. hear it when they speak that there's a lack of of self worth, mm -hmm. a lack of self confidence, and you, I will come to your mind when yeah. we're talking about resiliency, bouncing back after adversity. Again, I will come to your mind. Yeah. But then that second, that professional accountability partner, how many do you know? When people are talking about, I need, I need to be more accountable, yeah. you're automatically going to think, okay, I can call A. Marco Brisky. Hold on real quick. Let me yeah. introduce you to somebody. Yeah. 
being known for what you do mm. and standing out you have to stand out and and i want to preface this bro because here because I, what i don't want people to do is say oh cool let me get it let me find a crafty name and rise above it you, under, you have to understand that not not every single one of us are going to be millionaires are going to be billionaires are going to be that mil the thousandaires we have to understand that we have to operate in the space in which we're called so some mm -hmm. of us are called to be a hundred heirs. Thrive yeah. in that space, please. Thrive mm -hmm. in that space. Stop trying to become millionaires if that's not what you have been purposed to do. Because again, you're missing opportunities and you're not serving the people whom you're called to serve because you're trying to operate outside of the space in which you're called to operate in. Yeah. And, and, and those are the things I call like your life assignments. Yes. Like you are the only one who's called to do it. And by you honoring that, it will open doors for you. In your life, it will give you abundance. And when I when I think about when you say distinctiveness, I remember one of my friends. He was asking around, like looking for for different validation points for his marriage because it was mm. suffering. Mm. And what I had to tell him, I was like, "Bro, like your story is your story, point blank, period. So just because you see somebody else go through something and have a result." It doesn't mean the same thing for you because what God is working out for you is just for you, regardless of what that is, distinctiveness. So choosing to look inwardly to find what it is that you've been looking to express all along. You have to do the introspective work. Yeah. You have to. That's real. Yes. Yeah. So what are some signs that we're not showing up for ourselves? Some signs that we're not showing up for ourselves is comparison competing where we don't compare comparing yeah. ourselves to others people that we don't know people that we do know yeah. if there's that and that's the biggest one honestly i'll just i'll just leave that one there yeah um, but yeah i'll leave that one there because everybody raise your hand if you identify right with that. i'm like wait a minute no let's pause there like it was super heavy on my script i was gonna i was gonna keep going i was like no no no, no wait a minute i feel it was let's, let's let's stay there i feel like some people are like oh Somebody, so, so who's so, the family those of you who listen to this like say something tell us that you yeah. said oh that, that that was your response to that yeah. um when we're comparing ourselves to other people that is a sign that we are not functioning and operating in our purposes mm -hmm. and so what that means when we're not functioning and operating in our purposes is that we're not just robbing ourselves we're robbing other people of their opportunities to experience their breakthroughs thanks mm. right <laughs> i mean it's self-explanatory right but it, it, again when we're comparing ourselves to other people, honestly, what I would say is ask that person, hit them up. If you if you have reach, if they're people that you can that, that that actually will respond to you, especially if they're people that you know, hit them up and ask them what you're doing. Because I can guarantee that if you ask them what they're doing, some of them, they're looking at you thinking that you're doing way better than you are, number mm -hmm. one. And so it's this back and forth looking at each other. Oh man, they're thriving. They're doing this. They have more speaking engagements. They have blah, blah, blah. But then when you find out what it is that they're actually doing, they may not be getting paid for what they do. They may not um, even be certified or actually qualified doing mm -hmm. what they're doing. And you have your certifications, you have your, your years of experience, right? Mm -hmm. Or you may have not even just put yourself into position to get what it is that you want to do. Mm. And so you have to be able to take that step back. And that's the visualization, viewing yourself and your situations from the objective standpoint. So mm -hmm. when, when we're talking about the, the, the signs of not showing up for yourselves, it's really, it's, it's really being in our own way and the self-limiting thoughts mm -hmm. and the habits thoughts. that we've cultivated over years. 
where either we're masking or we're just standing in our way. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Dark Child, what'd you think of that? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You got any got any other points uh, for showing up for yourself? What were some signs that people are not showing up for themselves? I would honestly I feel like that comparison one is really, really heavy. But yeah. some of the other the other signs of not showing up for yourself is honest is, is simply not seeing the results that you want to see in your life. And and when I mm-hmm. say that is we, we have to understand that it's important to tarry in your particular season. Mm-hmm. But when you get it, operate in that space. One of the things that, that someone told me, uh, when you don't know what to do, do the last thing God told you to do. And tarry in that space and keep doing that until, t- until he tells you to do something differently. Yeah. That's good. And so if you're trying to rush the process. I talk about sometimes I uh, uh, sometimes I talk about helping. I what I do is I help people expedite their growth process. When I say that expedite their growth process is I've done it before. I've invested over one hundred and eighty three thousand dollars into my business, and I share that number for a reason with people, because again, there's this heavy investment that we have to again invest into ourselves. Yeah. And so I share that number because again, I, I bring people back. You got to put in the work. Yeah. The other number I share with people is that. I don't remember the number off the top of my head because I, I I honestly asked Siri, like, hey, how long has it been since August 13, uh, August 14, 2013? So whatever the number that would be, um, I've invested over 2,000 days in my business. Mm-hmm. That's over six years. Yeah. Right? And so up. I give those two numbers. And so when we're talking about not showing up for yourself, are you putting in the work? Daily. Daily. Every day. Um, 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 119 years, um, it took Noah to build the ark. 119 years that's over two forty thousand or two thousand days my math is not great right now again i ask siri sometimes use my calculators definitely Mm -hmm. but again 119 years how many days is 119 years that's serious (laughs) you you see what i'm saying like noah put in the ark. he built that 119 days it took him to build the ark and then it was another 40 right yeah for him to be in that, right? So that's the conversation that we're having right there. I got, I, I, I have several more days to go if I'm putting in the 119 year mark with my business. Mm. But what yeah. I will say, in addition to that about the not showing up for yourself and going ahead and putting in the work, or that we're not putting in enough work or we're not tearing in that season and trusting the longevity of our process, when I'm 40, my company will be 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So again, just putting that in, into perspective. Yeah. We can't compare ourselves to other people who've been in the business or or doing what we want to do or doing what they're doing in general longer than us. We have to trust the longevity of our processes. That's good. So what advice would you give to someone who was at that breaking point and they want to change? Victor Frankel, he's a former Holocaust survivor. And he wrote in his book, A Man's Search for Meaning. We can't avoid suffering, but we choose how to cope with it. We can choose how to cope with it, find meaning in it, meaning in it and, re- and move forward with renewed purpose. We cannot avoid suffering, but we can choose how to cope with it, find meaning in it, and move forward with a renewed purpose. That quote has been part of my daily, weekly, monthly, yearly mantra if you will because regardless of my situation and circumstances i know i've been called and if i don't show up 
I'm robbing not just myself, but other people of their opportunity to experience their breakthrough. Yeah. So when you family are not showing up and operating and functioning in your purpose, you too are not just robbing yourself. You're robbing other people of their opportunity to experience their breakthrough. And so take that statement, write it down, hang it up on your wall till you believe it, till you understand what that really means for you and your situation. Because when you're at that point where you're like, why, what am I doing? We entrepreneurs, we pretty much have that like once a week, if not once a day, depending on how hard you're actually going for what you do. Right. That's the reality. Mm -hmm. But just the common person, if you've reached your breaking point, really identify what gives you that peace. What is your why? And loop those things together with what it is that you're doing and begin making your contributions to make your imprint in this world. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop, please. That's good. So how can the Thrive Tribe find you online? Connect with me on LinkedIn. That's that's the that's the way to go. If you don't have a professional profile on LinkedIn, get one. But the other thing that we have, um, it's currently on pre-order right now. And it's called the pivot process. It's, it's really the the course, the online course, taking you through the pivot process in four weeks. So all of that, um, you can connect to www.elda, E-L-D-A, number four, letter U.com and find the information there. Hey, Marco Brisky, thank you for being on the Thrive Tribe podcast. Thrive Tribe, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This is the Success Conscious Series. I'm going to be bringing in a few other special guests to talk about how we can get the greater reward in our personal life and business. So stay tuned and I'll see you on the next episode.